Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing WandaVision Season 1, Episode 6, All New Halloween Spooktacular. All that and more after this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer uh, Ethereum today, we have Matthew <laughs> Fox. I didn't know I get my own Ethereum. This is pretty awesome. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. We'll give you one Ethereum coin, which is worth like, what, 10 cents or something? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, roughly. Anyway. Uh, all right. We are, we are <laughs> going to dive right in to the podcast here. Thank you guys for joining us on the live. Uh, we did a live watch at 8 a.m. on Friday morning, and now it's about 930, and we're going to kick this podcast off. I need some, I need some yogurt. <laughs> Some I'm, I'm craving yogurt after that yo magic ad oh gosh that is the darkest ad the child it really died. Is. <laughs> <laughs> the child just rotted oh. and like decayed and became a skeleton so freaking dark like what what the hell <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. This this whole episode was like entirely 100% 90s like Malcolm in the Middle like ugh, I I was when they started the music and it was like it was the uh the the camera in the face going into uh into the bathroom with Wanda, you know, brushing her teeth and yelling at the kid and slamming the door. I was like, "Oh my god, the childhood. It's all right here." <laughs> Yeah. All of it. It I really love it so much. This this felt. I mean, this is much more my real era of TV. Right. Like the the kind of things that they're doing. Just the the kind of the humor they have. All the references points. Like it's very much more what like what we grew up with. Yeah, or what you and I grew up with. Well, yeah. Well, and honestly, like much more enjoyable. Like it's just so much more modern. Like those other ones still feel dated. This still feels modern. Like we, we'd referenced this set as the modern family set. turns out we were wrong. This is the Malcolm in the middle era, but it still felt very, very modern. Like all these, uh, this could air today and still could be like modern television. I think as could Malcolm in the middle for the most part, except for, you know, some random nineties things. (laughs) I think that, it would be a little, it would still be a little bit dated um, and it would feel a little bit dated just, you know, because of the nostalgia. But I, um, I, I, I see what you're saying where it feels more modern. I think that's just the nostalgia and the, the comfort with the format. Uh, yes. Because yes. I like, think the jokes are still really, are actually, well, maybe not. They, they still feel pretty contrived and sitcom I guess. <laughs> Uh, they, they, we, we haven't gotten to, I guess, the office slash modern family era where they try to make everything feel a lot more natural and like to camera yeah. and the what's the the documentary format that I think we will get an episode of. Yeah, we, we will get the mockumentary. It's going to be meta as hell because like it's it's like a show within a show and they're going to be talking about the show that is being projected out to the heck outside of the hex. Oh, man. Oh geez, yeah, you just broke my brain. <laughs> right, it's gonna be in intense. those in those office style things where they're sitting like talking to them like an interview after the thing that happened happened. Yeah, it's and like the meta commentary about the show. I cannot wait to see like 
Darcy and Wu and Monica like talking <gasps> as talking as like half sword agent half like whatever they are inside the field at this point like talking to camera about Wanda that's gonna be so much fun yeah like Darcy got Darcy got sucked in like yeah or, they all did I, I mean no no uh, Monica and Jimmy out? are outside oh are they and still Hayward out? made it out yeah, I, th- I thought they got stuck in because they were already bad. leaving. Like they right. were already leaving. They saw it happen, or they saw it growing, and they were like, yeah. "Oh God, get out!" Yeah, when they left, we saw world. that like power wave slowing down behind them. <sighs> when I, when they left they the office, going. I thought they were going in. I thought they said they were going in, and then they started well, heading they, out. They wanted to go in, but they've got to go get the the ten thousand pound fallout shelter composed of uh, lead for photons, cadmium for neutrons, and Tantalum for seismic blasts. Here's a question. I won't get the reference, so hopefully somebody will let us know. But do you think they will make a uh, whatever that two broke girls show reference in the show that Darcy is now going to be on that is in the era of the TV show (laughs) that she was on? Just make her like a, a waiter or uh, yes, absolutely. A make her a waiter a diner. In, in a diner. That sounds wonderful. That's, that's hilarious. Yep. That would be so meta. You know, that, that, that does beg the question though. She was, she was handcuffed to that, to that car. What is she going to be like? What does that translate to inside the bubble inside the anomaly? Mm, yeah. We don't know. Is I don't know. I don't know if anything, but yeah, I, I loved the scenes with everything. It's so cinematic when all the, when all everything's changing into what it is inside the bubble. Uh, yeah. they're like the clowns was the hilarious. Clowns, the oh, carnival. So good. It's, it reminded me like instantly of when Darcy first showed up, she was like, Oh, we got the whole clown car here. <laughs> That's like, right. Oh wait. That's right. <laughs> That's, it was foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to just break in with one thing here from the chat, um, yeah. just on this idea of how meta can be, because Hera JK 2020 has figured it out. The camera operator is Mephisto. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> the camera operator. The camera operator. The, like, yeah. It, it, <laughs> I, I have no idea. This whole... <laughs> Everyone's Mephisto. Uh, they're all they're all talking to Mephisto. I think this episode is the speaking of the Mephisto theories. Maybe hopefully for the last time. I'm just joking. Uh, no, no, you know it's not. I, I We're going to talk not. about it four more times this episode. But it does seem to me that this episode dispels some of that, especially uh, the Agnes. Not at all. Oh, not I think, in the slightest. I think Agnes does not seem to be in on this in a way that we previously thought. She seems like she's just another part of it. Oh no. She is a lion sack of shit. She is such a lion sack of all shit. Right, all right. <laughs> I mean, when, when vision walked into that, um, into that cul-de-sac and, all of the people were frozen and he's talking to the people and they were not moving at all. And then he spots uh, her car way off in the distance. She's somewhat lucid. Like she's able to, to form sentences and whatnot. And she's absolutely so much faking it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. I do not agree, but I, I, but I hear you. I hear you that you're still working for your theory there, but. Uh, no, this this theory is working for me. <laughs> so, like, okay, so she's she's kind of lucid, and he touches her her temple, and then she's like, <gasps> and starts like, oh my god, are you are you you're an adventure? You're you're the vision. Like, 
if she was unsure about whether or not he was Vision in the Avengers, how does she know that he's dead? And then why did she scream dead at him like three or four times? Well, that's that's then, after he woke her up. Right, right. And then he touches her temple and puts her back after she's cackling. That should put her back to the state that she was just in, which is kind of halfway lucid. But instead, she's like, okie dokie, neighbor, and then turns around and drives back into We town. never saw Vision go talk to anyone else. I think that anyone he would have approached, Wanda would have tried to make the simulation work around him a little bit. I think that he's he's noticing these things going on around him that she is trying to she's basically built this world out and it's sort of half living. It's sort of just half half on. Right. And then like when he actually if he were to actually approach the lady on the clothesline, she may have said some things or tried to have some reaction, you know, but like instead of a tear. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I meant I meant the, the cul-de-sac later when. He's looking at all the kids and everybody's frozen. Yeah. When he when he changed his appearance right. out of the costume. Well, I think that's because she just doesn't have enough she doesn't have enough She's juice not close enough. to to control all those people. Now at the end when she has the threat of Vision's dying, which we need to talk about big time because that's one of the best moments in this episode, I think. Vision oh, yes. Vision tearing his way through the hex to get to the outside is is like just so cinematic. It is top level hero stuff from Vision when he is digging it's through top that tier. When he when he says help, help, and then you're like, and and Darcy's like, why won't you help him? He says help. I was like, oh, he's hurting so bad. And then he says help the people. Yep. Like he's people not worried about himself. He is being ripped from existence in hexagon form, and he is like being basically just dusted through hexes, and he is like still begging to help the people. He is such a freaking hero. Even if it's just a version of him that Wanda created, this is a hero inside that body. And I yep. ugh, I it it gives me chills thinking about that scene. Uh help the people while he is falling apart is so good. Yes. Yeah, it is. Like that's that's Captain America level her- heroism, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Self sacrifice at the at the top level. Yeah, it's so good. So so good. Such a great moment. Yep. Um, although uh, I think that um, I th- I think that in in there when when he's talking to Agnes, I think Agnes is cracked up a little bit in the head. I think that's why the cackling and why all that. Like I think that she is, uh. Just, just gone. He's gone too far with all these things, or she's gone too far with all this stuff. And like, one when Wanda, when Wanda realizes she needs more power to protect Vision, which is the whole point of this entire environment. I think she created this whole thing to bring Vision back because she wanted Vision. Uh, and then when she realizes she can't, she doesn't care about keeping her secret inside the sitcom. She blasts Quicksilver across the the town square and then expands the bubble. And, and I think maybe she just, she just went super Saiyan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm super Saiyan? <laughs> I, I know what you're super Saiyan. Do <laughs> you want to give it a context for those of us who don't know what you, what the uh, super Saiyan is? Yeah. In, no. in, uh, in, in Dragon <laughs> no Ball Z, they will fight, 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 fight. And then eventually their fighting leads them to, go super saiyan which is like when they like ascend to another level of power Uh, they take it to another level i think she needed that power and she ascended to the next level of whatever wanda's power is and that sounds like what happened to her in the beginning like she said she was she was lonely she just remembers being so lonely and her grief 
it sounds like led her to go from, I, I love that they just d- directly talked about it. Uh, they talked about how this is not moving things with your mind or giving people nightmares. You just created a world. How did you do that yeah. by the way? And she's like, I don't know. It just happened. And we still have no freaking answers. No, I agree. I agree. I, I think it's lining up pretty hard that it's all uh, just Wanda and, and it's not on purpose, which leads us to talk about Hayward. I agree with half of that. I hear you. I hear you. I, I agree I know you that do. It, it was not on purpose. And I agree that Wanda is in control now for the most part. But I think that this was set up for her because yeah. that's that sort of like pit of agony and grief and despair. That's exactly Mephisto's territory. Sure. That's when he shows up and is just like, hey. Guess yeah. what? It's possible. It's possible. I just think it's a cleaner story and, and and honestly a better story if it's about her unintentional grief. It also like leads into the Sokovia Accords and Civil War and all of that and Hayward's yep. reaction to this. He says, uh, what's the line he says? He's like, um, you you people that got to go away, you still get to be optimistic about them. These people oh, are powers. man. But I had to live That's through that five such- years. That is such a visceral, real line. Yeah. Like, that makes me want a movie or or a series or, like, long-form play or something. I don't know. Like, I want something about the life in that yes. five-year gap. We need that. Me too. We need that so bad. Me too. Like, I would love a prestige drama a la The Leftovers that's just, like, about someone trying to make sense of their family disappearing or whatever. Like, it's just so good. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And, like, you know, you and I have said, like, it would be great if something like Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings, or I'm sorry, Shang-Chi, if that was, um, if that was like, during the gap to be, like, a, a, a new set of heroes have to step in when the heroes before failed us, and, you know, they're all gone, so now we've got to step up. Like, that would be amazing to get that sort of story, and that would give us, you know, insight into what happened in the five-year gap. We... We still need that. Like, even if they're not, even if they're not going to do that with Shang Chi, like, we need that. This, this right here, where Hayward has such a, a pessimistic, awful, downer attitude and outlook. Like, as much as I hate him, as much as I'm on board now with Muzzy being like, this guy's a dick. I, I really see his point of view in that. Like, that five years was awful. When half the universe is yeah. gone. You don't know what it took to keep the lights on, he says. You don't know what it took to keep the lights on. Like, that's so dark, and 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 I need to see. I need to see what it took to keep the lights on, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I really, I would love to see that. And, like, the fact that they're even alluding to it is cool and interesting. And more tied in to Endgame than I feel. I feel like we all feel pretty removed from Endgame, but this show is happening weeks after, and this these characters are not ready to move on, and we're living with the repercussions, which is why, part of why I think this story is cleaner if this show is just repercussions, like this entire Westview experience is repercussions from past things that happen in the MCU and not necessarily... Uh, an evil plan. I just generally turn away from things when it turns out they're an evil plan. I generally like things better when they're like everyone had good intentions and a Mephisto type character seems to me to be a, like, I mean, it's literally like the devil made me do it kind of storyline instead of uh, like really dealing with the human, uh, human issues that Wanda's having. 
if I can yeah. just jump in there for one second, to me, what's making this show so good is that it is this incredible exploration of Wanda's trauma and what happens when someone with almost demigod level powers like Wanda has is processing that trauma. And I think you're right. If we then find out that Mephisto is pulling all the strings, I feel like that cheapens her story in a way. It, it takes away a lot that I, I really want this just to be about Wanda. I, I agree with that. That's how I feel. But I'm also, you know, if, if they do something to tease out that Mephisto might have been affecting, I won't be mad, but it is like I, I'm very much with you on that. I, I agree. I think that like it's, more, it's just a more powerful story, I think. I think it, it would definitely be a more relatable story in that, like, you know, she's she's this demigod person. She's this, um, you know, this great hero or whatever. And she feels grief just like we do. You know, she feels pain just like we do. She's still a person inside. So that makes her more, you know, it makes her more relatable on the personal level and kind of makes it a more human story. But I still really want to delve into the weird shit <laughs> that, that the Marvel verse has, you know, I do too. And, and it may be that will be like, I could also see the, the Mephisto of it all coming from like, this all happens. And then in multiverse of madness, her power is so great that then Mephisto steps in and is trying to like harness that power in some way. Yeah. And that's what multiverse of madness is about. You know, I think that this whole story, like we could both, honestly, we could both be right. Like we could be, we could be seeing a Wanda centric. Wanda did this. This is all Wanda, Wanda, Wanda story. Wanda, Wanda, then, Wanda. Why did no yeah, one Wanda, say that Wanda, Wanda. in the seventies episode? Why? <laughs> but then at the end, much like uh, the stinger on original Avengers, uh, where it showed Thanos, like to, to go them as to court death. You know, that that sort of thing where, like, you know, at the end of the series, there's a little stinger of Mephisto where he's just like, oh, this could be fun. Like, that could absolutely be the thing. And it would be so great. Yeah. Because then we would still get the superhuman relatable story of Wanda Mm -hmm. and then delve into the weird shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it doesn't completely remove it. Uh, even if the, even if he is involved in some way, it doesn't completely remove the fact that she's still making these decisions because like it would be, you could hear a line where like you find out he's harnessing her power and that her power is fueling his entry into this verse. And then they're mm-hmm. like, we knew it was someone controlling her. And then Mephisto could be like, I'm not controlling her. This is all her. Yeah. He, I she just did all this. Push. Or no, yeah. no, I didn't even give her a push. I'm just taking advantage of the situation or something like that, where like you still get all of her decisions were her own, but yeah, I'm just taking advantage of this power that, that I see and, and my, my entry into this universe. Um, oh man. So anyway, that could also be Galactus. Yeah, it could be, could be anything. That's the thing. We keep calling it Mephisto. And like, I know there are lots of Easter eggs to Mephisto, but if there's someone darker is really what we mean. Like any, any dark force behind this story yeah. uh, has kind of the same effect on the story. Uh, it, it, so it, it, you know, could be any of that. <laughs> so what else is there that we haven't discussed? The kids got their powers. The kids started to get their powers. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the episode, when Billy like, cuts to camera when he like he turns to the camera and starts talking at it in the super Malcolm in the middle way. Oh, it was like, so good. It was so good. But when like when I first saw him and I was like, holy shit, he's got the 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 costume. He's got his his costume from the comics. Like I knew it was gonna be the Halloween episode, which was great. But like to have him just be Wiccan right there, like 
already being Wiccan yeah. was such a great, great, great call out. Like, I was so happy with that. And then they started to get actual powers. And, like, they hadn't displayed powers at all yeah. before. And at least Tommy, we're not sure. After, right, right. At least we're not sure. Tommy started zooming around with, uh, with Pietro. And I was thinking, like, maybe... Pietro's maybe because they're so it. much alike, like maybe Pietro's leading him to that, or like maybe he, you know, he's got some some whatever energy infused into him from zipping around so much, but like that would also make Billy do it, right? But I feel like Wanda at this point, her power is is out of her own control. Like she's created the kids, the kids aged up, the kids seem to want to develop powers, so now they just kind of have them, and what the hell is going on with the kids? I mean, this whole thing is for the children. Yeah, see, like, all the stuff that we're talking about, like, if you tie it back into those first three episodes, which the fact that those first three episodes had nothing to do with the outside world, like, to me means they're full of clues as to what's going on, what's really going on. And, like, that for the children business, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? (laughs) What does it mean? What does Matt? it mean? Why is it happening? I am so so confused. Um, I, my, my favorite scene in this episode. Well, okay, maybe other than Vision uh, and his and his experience. My favorite scene was the conversation between Wanda and Pietro on the bench. Oh, dude! All of their conversations where like he's actually getting real with her. Yeah. <sighs> It's like he's he's visiting a TV set and exactly. talking about the show while on camera. Yeah, hundred percent. It well, it's not even that though. He like still is inhabiting the character that she's built for him, which is similar enough to his the version of his character from the X Men universe that yeah. like it works. And yeah, it, where he's he's super meta about everything. He's like, am I the only one that's seeing this crazy shit going on? Yeah, like it's very much fitting with this character that she's built for him. He feels like he's in the sitcom, but at the same time he is like fully calling her out and like he can see everything that's going on. Yeah. He recognizes that it's her. Yeah. And he remembers things from before. Yep. So what do we think it means that (sighs) it means everything? It means nothing. (laughs) So you're probably, you're probably both right. What do yeah. we think it means that Pietro remembers dying in the street? That's the last thing he did. Do you, because a big part of me wants to say that confirms that he is the Quicksilver from this universe that may be reskinned, but he is the he is the Quicksilver from this universe. But another part of me thinks <laughs> reskinned, reskinned, like, yeah, like he changed his outfit in yeah. the in the start menu real quick. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Um. I'll just throw in because a number of people in chat are asking this, and I think it's very related. How did this Pietro know that Vision died? Since Vision died after Pietro died. Right? He shouldn't know that Vision's dead. He should not know. And he specifically said, it's not like your dead husband can die twice. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. Before he got blasted. That's a good point. That to me means he shows he's like maybe not Pietro. He's Mephisto confirmed. No, I think it means that he is, he is this version of Pietro, even though he's breaking the fourth wall in a way and talking about what's going on outside. Is it really the fourth wall? If it's still within, 
Like if it's the show within the show. Well, he's talking about what the show is, though. That that is breaking the fourth yeah. wall. Um, well, he's breaking the fourth wall, like to like as far as Darcy and sure, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're out, we're still outside. How many walls are there, Matt? There's lots of walls um, in There's this so show. Many walls. He's 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 talking about the show within the show. Like he knows he's in a show. He knows he's in a play. He knows that all this is happening uh, for Wanda. Uh, yeah, he knows that she's in control, and he talks about it as being like he's impressed by it because yeah. he's like, "This goes a long way past the yeah. you know, the red wigglewoos out of your hands and red giving people nightmares." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, like, what does that mean for him to be able to break the fourth wall like that? And the only person on this set that knows both of those things—the the fact that he died and the fact that Vision's dead—is Wanda. You know, yep. so like. I it, it leads me to the idea that like he is just playing a role that Wanda has written for him. Well, he said like I'm just doing my part, you know. Yeah, I, I love that line so much. Oh. Where he's like, I caused issues with the the brother-in-law, uh, stirred up what stirred up trouble with the kiddos, and you know all of those things. And he was like, Isn't that what you wanted me to do? Yeah. Like he's but, like, this is the role that you gave me. This exactly. is my part. Like exactly. I read my script. But he's also talking about reading the script, which is not something that anyone else is doing. So something is special about Quicksilver, or yep. she wanted someone to talk to about this stuff, and she created yep. him to talk to about Mojo. This stuff. Mojo confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Mojo's character from comics that does all this TV stuff. Um, yeah, Mojo has a tendency to capture heroes and force them into. Uh, a TV show and they take on the roles and kind of forget their outside life for a little bit until somebody gets their memories back. Uh, And then, wow, this is seeming a lot like the Mojo thing, but Mojo is, is a a big part of X-Men comics often. So um, it's, it's fitting that this Fox X-Men Quicksilver version is here when we just had it confirmed that it was Mojo. Yeah. Could it jump in with something from the chat here? The boss mama says, our gut instinct is that she blasted fake Pietro because of the fact that he said that so casually about Vision dying. But maybe it's because Wanda realizes that Pietro isn't who she thought he was. Mm. Could be. Yeah. It, it could be the it could be the the this version or this verse version of her slapping him across the face because he just shot his mouth off in the wrong way, which mm. Pietro Maximov has a tendency to do. Right, he's a little impulsive, and it just seemed like she was like, "Shut up!" and just hit him. It does, but it does seem like maybe for a second she thought he was distracting her, which allowed Vision to get get out and get away. Um, Oh yeah, like maybe she realized that. (laughs) Maybe she did. Maybe that's that's a really good idea, Boss Mama. Um, mm. (laughs) Let's actually like. uh, Is there anything else we any other moments wanted to touch on before we get to the chat? Because I do want to give them some time to to weigh in. Let's see. The costumes were awesome. I love that all everybody had their comics costume. That was fun. That was super fun. I loved the hair. The hair. Oh God! uh, Yes, the wings. Uh, That's so good. (laughs) Just on that, people were asking. There's a we see for a flash when Wanda and Pietro themselves like a flashback to when they were kids and they were right. in costumes. Did you all yeah. catch what those um, Nick Fury Icarus was, was asking? Did you catch what those costumes were and what their significance was? No, I didn't. Uh, Quicksilver had an eye patch on, or Pietro had an eye patch on. He was he was Nick Fury. What? He was a little bitty Nick Fury. Uh, <laughs> Do we know what oh, Wanda cool. was? Uh, she had some sort of antenna. Um, 
I, I, I didn't catch what it was, but uh, I want to say, That's like, I want to say it was some sort of bug. That's super funny. Okay. Uh, well, what, what else we got in the chat there? Matthew, so let me bring you on to the camera here so we can, so everyone can see your beautiful face. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Matthew Look Fox. That. Look what? at that swoosh. Look at that hair. <laughs> thank you. Thank He's you. Got it. <laughs> well, you know, trying, trying to bring a little love. So we've got a bunch of great things in the chat. Um, first of all, let's talk a bit about that commercial. Um, Bear Creature 18 asks, the kid couldn't open the yogurt because he didn't have magic. Vision can't leave the seal because he can't leave the hex because he doesn't have magic. Vision couldn't break the seal and then he was dying. Uh, I just kind of want, want you guys to talk about that a bit. Ooh, I like that. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of creepy parallels there, but I just I don't know. You know, yeah. like because we know so little about what's going on in the in the show and in the show, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's just like yeah. It could be anything. Like, tell me your theory because it's right at this point. Yeah. Like, all things. <laughs> this is Schrodinger's commercial. I like it. <laughs> yeah, all theories are right until we prove otherwise. It, you know, I didn't even catch that he didn't get in because of the magic. I, I thought it had something to do with because that last line is the line that meant the most to me was, uh, "Yo, magic, the yogurt for survivors or the snack for survivors," and she's the survivor. So she's like achieved this level of magic. Uh, and she achieves whatever level of magic she needs to to survive. It's almost, it almost feels like it's saying that she's going to survive no matter what, and like whatever level of power she needs to ascend to, she can. And right. in the end of this episode, it shows like she wants her vision to survive so badly that she create she expands her abilities, which is not something we've seen other heroes be able to do, just like decide they need more power so they get more power, you know? We've right. been talking a lot about Wanda's grief and her trauma. I mean, one phrase that we haven't uttered, but I think is very relevant here is survivor's guilt. You know, one of the big things yeah. she's dealing with is oh, yeah. she's the one who lived and no one else did. And so for a lot of this to be about, like, could she have done more to keep them alive? What else could she have done? All these reminders that, you know, she is the one who survived and they didn't. I think there's a lot of power there as well. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And there's a there's a line that um, was just kind of a throwaway, like funny line that uh, that Pietro gave early in the episode. Uh, actually, right after they were talking about the um, the Halloween that they had in Segovia, where the old lady gives them a fish. <laughs> I love I love that so much. She, she gives so them a good. fish, and she's like to share, and like ew. <laughs> <laughs> but he says you probably suppressed a lot of that trauma. Yes, and like, oh. that's a funny throwaway line, but like, God, it has so much meaning to it. And it really it's exactly does. what we've been talking about for weeks. Like, that's why this is all happening. Um, yeah, yeah. You bottled it up. You didn't talk to somebody about it. You you needed to talk to Bruce Banner about it because that's how Tony got through his trauma. Yeah, he's got just the temperament for <laughs> talking. To, to for being a therapist, I'm not yep. that kind of doctor, Tony. Um, it's got seven PhDs in the same one of them. <laughs> so chat's also going deep on this whole debate about whether Peter is or isn't Mephisto, and we don't have to go through all that again. But I I wanted to have one thing that someone pointed out. Um, and again, I'm going to butcher these screen names. I apologize. I think this is it's Pidge Gaming. It could be it's Spidge Gaming. Who knows? Or a game aiming. But anyway, <laughs> um, Pietro is Mephisto. He called the kids Devil Spawn, and in yes, the previous episode, when he showed up, there was a mirror, 
and him his reflection was a red hand instead of a normal one. So just some fun evidence there for that theory. I've I've, se- I've seen that uh, screenshot. It didn't look as clean as as it, it, that's what it is to me. Um, but but yeah, like it's it's it, that that theory is going around that his hand looked like not a human hand, but it's also in a mirror. Like it could have been a production. There are no coincidences at Marvel. Yeah, no, but there definitely, <laughs> there definitely are. Um, there, there are definitely foul ups though. Yeah. yeah like yeah. visions, uh, vision sleeve yep, being exactly. open. Like exactly. that had to be fixed in post. <laughs> Cause yep. somebody didn't catch that. Haley mm. Hobbs, I think wins the award for darkest comment of the week. Uh, oh, good. She, they ask, um, <laughs> Are the kids going to have to team up with Vision to take down Wanda? Oh, God. I sure oh. hope so. I sure hope so. <laughs> and are there they, we have our two the, different hosts, ladies and gentlemen. Are the kids <laughs> Are the kids going to side with Wanda and Vision's going to have to fight all three of them? Oof. Vision having to fight his own children that aren't really his children that kind of are. Uh, That's rough. That's real that rough. Is. It's so bad. It's all real bad. Like I don't see this ending well in really yeah, any way. There's no good that can come from this show. No. <laughs> no because our fans also go deep for us. Um, Melissa Cahill just checked. The costumes uh, of young Wanda and Pietro are very basic. Wanda has ladybug antenna and Pietro just has the eye patch. So they could just be basic costumes because we, we know they didn't grow up well off. It's yeah, not just true. an eye patch though. He's got... He's got the little scratches on his forehead. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. I'm looking at it right this second. Huh. Nope, that is just the thread. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is just the okay. thread from the eye patch. I thought he had uh, the marks that, that Fury has, Fury on, has. His, on, him, on his face. Plus. Uh, but he is wearing a black jacket, so that's obviously Nick Fury. Yeah, it could be. Could be. <laughs> one, uh, one little detail that a couple people highlighted, especially Old Sauce and Brian V. Klein, that the movies on the marquee are The Incredibles and The Parent Trap, which are a superhero movie and a twin-swapping movie. Yep, that's Discuss. great. That's wonderful. <laughs> Discuss. And uh, those, those two movies came out at very different time periods. Yeah, yeah, like The Incredibles would be like after this, uh, this sitcom would be set, I, th- I think. I, I uh, believe so. Yeah. When did the Incredibles first come out? It's been a re- it's been longer than I think I realized. Okay. 2004. Incredibles came out in 2004. Uh, and the parent trap was, if I recall in the nineties, Lindsay Lohan hadn't gone crazy yet. If we're talking about the remake. Right. And I'm, I'm original parent trap is the seventies. I thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I have no clue. Uh, 61 actually. Wow. Really? Yeah. The Lindsay Lohan remake was 98. Okay. What do we think about that? Because in the in the seventies trailer, it was um, it was uh, the Great and Powerful Oz, which or on the set on the marquee in the seventies. Yeah, it seems like it's all just real muddled around, and it's just one. I think it's just all all the like sort of anachronisms are just because it's Wanda creating it, and she's freaking millennials, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she's just kind of oopsing the timeline. Right. Exactly. 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 Hera JK twenty twenty also points out they're both movies where the kids save the day. Ooh. 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 Yes. Oh God. I like that. I like that a lot, Hera JK. Oh, are the kids gonna have to fight against Wanda controlling vision? 
like we've, <laughs> I think we've we've come full circle on all of the possible team ups, uh, yeah. like within the family. Yeah. Well, here's the real question: like, what would happen to Wiccan? Well, what would happen to Billy, Tommy, and Pietro if they tried to leave the bubble? That I really want to know that. Uh, yeah, I know because they seem to both or all three be, you know, just created whole cloth, like mm-hmm. entirely, entirely fabricated within this reality. Are they going to be torn apart? Like, are they going to be vision torn apart or are they just going to cease to exist? Like, yeah. And th- that's another question I have, like vision being torn apart is weird because as far as we understood, this was vision's body. But we also saw in in the sword facility, Vision's body was all torn apart. Yeah, it looked like he was in pieces. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that he was like evaporating from reality because that doesn't seem like what would happen. It didn't look like Vision was being evaporated from reality. It looked like he was being drawn back in, like back into the into the bubble, because every piece that oh. came off was flying back into like into the hex. It was. It was like he was. Uh, That's an like He was trying theory. to escape a, a singularity. That's interesting. But it did seem. I don't know. As he's falling to the ground, like there are big chunks of him missing, and maybe those were just chunks that got pulled back into the into the hex. Well, they hmm. showed specifically a chunk off of his shoulder went flying off and back into the hex. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. For sure. I'm just trying to decide. Like, what does it mean that he? Was was he falling dead or was he getting sucked back in? It seemed like he had made it out by the time the thing expanded. I mean, obviously Wanda thought so because she felt like she needed to expand it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was outside, but like it looked like he was almost tethered to it. Like no matter how much he tried to fight against it, he couldn't make it away from it and was getting like pulled back in forcibly. Yeah. Um, so. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It looked to me almost like with him, the barrier was kind of expanding, like that that it was, he is still very much a part of the hex, and he can't exist outside the hex yet, but he was kind of like pushing the edges of the hex to be able to leave it, and the hex was kind of going with him and then pulling him back. Kind of, like a like a bubble straining to not pop. Like, right. Yeah, as he was going out, it was like warping around him as if he's like a part of it pulling itself away. Um, but he didn't seem to be able to survive outside of it. So man, yeah. super, super interesting. Something that we, I think we need to note is that, um, from, you know, outside looking in Hayward is able to see where people are inside the bubble now or inside yeah. the, the anomaly and didn't share that information. That was a huge piece of, uh, like, Bad guy yeah, well, news. He's a he's a dick. We knew that, but yeah. I think the important thing is that he's able to track Vision's vibranium decay signature. Like mm-hmm. that means that this Vision that is inside the hex, even even if he disintegrates when leaving, like inside the hex, he is real. He is actually Vision, and all of the people that are in there are real as long as they're in the bubble. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if if she took Vision's body and then like deconstructed his body to put him back together in this way, yeah. Or if she just like took it and then reanimated it and is skinning him to look different. But it's the re- it's it's an actual vibranium synthesoid person 
inside there. Like that is yeah. vision. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the body is. I like Ian Anderson's theory here, uh, just in the chat. Uh, not to not to steal your thunder there, Matthew. But uh, no, it says, what if the pieces the pieces that flew back are the ones that Wanda had to create to fix him, and those Ew. pieces can't exist outside the hex, but his I guess like dead body can. Like the, yeah, the, the, the pieces the parts that, that still were, existed. Yeah, like she, she she put him together best she could, and all the parts that were flying away are parts that uh, you that know, were created. That were created. Yeah. <laughs> Way dog. to go, Quilly. Good job, Quill. My dog just yeah. sat on the green screen and uh, give me one second. I'm gonna fix that, and then pay we'll, no attention to the. Then let's do a speed career. round of the. Uh, yeah, we've got only one or two more questions. They're very related to what we're talking about here. Yeah. I am also glad that uh, won't well, me on the cast necessarily, but someone brought up that what was happening to Vision seemed very similar to uh, in in Enter the Spider Verse, which we've talked about maybe kind of being a little bit tagged in in the whole multiverse theory. All the scenes where people were glitching because their atoms were in the wrong dimension, but that seemed to be kind of what what Vision was going through when he was outside the hex. That his atoms were he was glitching to some extent. Which I like yeah. that. I like that reading of it. I know we want to wrap up. But there's one or two quick questions that are very connected to what we're talking about now. First from Smalley Biggs 95 is, do you think that Vision will still be alive by the end of this series? <sighs> yes. No. I'm going to say no. I'm All not. of those things. It's really hard to know. Can you repeat know. the question? <laughs> it's re- <laughs> like it's impossible to know that is a huge question we have going forward is like is this the vision swan song or is this the vi- i really hope if it's the vision swan song if this is the last chance i'll i'll, I'll de- 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 deflect the question by saying what i hope if this is the last time we see vision i hope that we get a little bit of the real vision coming through and he gets to like talk about tony's death and he gets to like say goodbye mm. in a way that like the vision can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man. And him him not knowing what an Avenger is. Like yeah. all those memories are gone. Him not being able to talk about Tony. I don't want that to be the last thing we see of Vision. I'd like to. I'd like oh, to wait know a minute. what's up with Vision. We keep seeing Vision do that thing where he touches someone's heads and they remember again. What if can he, he touches his to own himself? head? Can Ooh. he do that to his own to himself? <laughs> It's a good question because he's not necessarily all there. That's really the question is like, ooh, what if we do get the Shuri? We talked last episode about getting the data from Shuri and then bringing it into the into the hex, the, the like real data of who he is. What if they find they, we know they're tracking him. What if Darcy or, or Wu or Monica find a way to like beam his consciousness into the real vision? So he like gains his memories and wakes him up the way he's waking everyone else up. I know who I am now. Yeah. We're going to close out with one last question. This was actually one of the first one asked, but I thought it would be just perfect for us to to wrap this up with very deep, very significant. It comes from Yoda who, and the question is given what we know about how when people like Monica get, you know, trapped inside the hex, they get turned into the um, characters in sitcom who will Darcy be in the sitcom in the next episode? Hmm. I think we went over that already. She's going to be the two broke girls, sassy waitress. Yeah, I do, I do <laughs> think that's a that's a likely possibility that she'll be the sassy waitress. 
That would be kind of wonderful. It would be great. Uh, but based on her character, I mean, getting into the 2000s or whatever, like, why couldn't she just be the hacker person? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like. Oh, yeah, she was hacker friend yeah. in this episode. She could be like the hackery, gothy friend of like the main character. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a show from the 2000s era and like a Darcy type character, but I just keep coming back to Two Broke Girls. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the problem mm. man we're it's so fun we're getting to an era that the mcu existed <laughs> that's another point right mm. oh man j scotty for reals is ncis she could be like uh she could be like abby yeah in NCIS. Yeah. yeah 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 totally totally he's so great she she absolutely <laughs> could play that trope but it it's just like part of my question is what is the next episode going to be based on? Do we know? Do we have any information past now? I'm trying to think like because we've already covered all of the eras I can remember from the show from the trailers from right? the trailers. But what is the next era? Let's let's guess that too. What is the next era of the show? I mean, it's the 2000s, but I, like what is it based on? I don't know. I don't know. Probably Modern Family. Well, see but this all the Modern Family stuff we talked about was based on this episode. So that's uh, happened not already. exactly. There's there are several shots where no, you're right. You're she's, right. She's sitting on the chair, looking at the camera, like, no, I'm fine. And she's dressed like, like the mom from Modern Family. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And she's she like, guess it was just a case of the Mondays. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. You're well, right. We're also talk. We're also assuming it's linear, given that she has just expanded things and sort of reclaimed her power. I could see maybe she's like, no, screw this. We're going back to the 1950s. Things were something. Oh, sure, God. sure, sure. Or, uh, yeah. Or, or we have seen that we have seen this shot also of her changing the 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 reality con- like uh, in inside of itself, like changing the TV and changing everything. So I wonder if that yeah. is her. I wonder if that sequence is is a part of her expansion of powers or if that's going to be a part of telling the story of how she got here. Like, is she going to go back in time? We've talked about that. Like, is she going to go back and remember what happened? And she's going to, like, sort of tell her story? And is part of that story going to be that scene where she's, like, snapping and changing the TVs and everything? Yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't know that that's going to happen this upcoming episode. Right. I, and I'm honestly not sure that that's going to happen before the last episode, but there is definitely like, there's definitely precedent for her to, uh, to go back and, and kind of walk us through how we got here because there, there are several shots from where she was floating down into where the vision's body was. Um, not from like the security camera angle, but like actually being in there with, with her. So we're going to, we're definitely going to pop back and walk through what led her to this point. Yeah. Uh, Gator Nation here says Monica will be photon by the end of the finale is my prediction. And I think he's right, but here's my prediction. I think she's already photon, but doesn't know how to do anything. I don't think so. I think she has as much radiation as anyone has, but she's the only one who's gone through the barrier twice. Yeah. I think that like, she's going to need to go in again and at the risk of death, she's going to choose to do it. That's going to be her big hero moment. And then when she does it, she like ends up, almost dying, but gaining powers a la the Hulk or anyone else with radiation in this universe. Right. 
Um, all right. And then she becomes Spectrum. Yeah, Spectrum or Photon or whatever you want to call her. Or Pulsar. All right, all right guys, I know we got to wrap up from the for the podcast. We are so thankful for all of you joining us live and all of you joining us on the podcast and on YouTube. Thank you so much. You know, like, subscribe, uh, send us a review on iTunes, all those things that really help us out. Really, really appreciated. Uh, Matthew Fox, tell them where they can find your stuff. Yeah, basically same thing. I am the Ethical Panda. You can find me at theethicalpanda.com. You can also find Ethical Panda on Facebook and Twitter. Best thing you can do, I have a bunch of podcasts that I do in partnership with these guys and with other people on strandedpanda.com. Please subscribe to those, Superhero Ethics and Star Wars Universe podcast. Best thing you can do also, drop me a review on iTunes, any of those places. Let people know. Help me get the word out. All this great yeah. MCU content we've got going on. We're going to have we're going to be in the same place with Star Wars by the end of this year. I'd love to get a big old uh, audience going by then so we can have the same kind of discussion, same kind of Twitch streams, and just keep all this great fan content that makes Stranded Panda as good as it is going. So please find me on Facebook, on Twitter. Please drop me a review for those two podcasts, and uh, keep being a great fan. Absolutely. I think you. everyone should go to the Star Wars Universe podcast and just comment, uh, give him a review telling him how nice his hair looks today. Um, <laughs> thank you, that, thank you. <laughs> I want to see how many we can stack up. Just five star, review, five star reviews for Matthew Fox's hair. Um, there you go. Timely <laughs> reviews of my, his my, hair. My, my, I actually, I will say on a TikTok recently, um, someone tried to. Uh, I, I put up a TikTok about Gina Carano and all that, and someone commented, "Wow, your hair looks good. Did your boyfriend do it?" Um, so it, apparently, even the haters think my hair looks great. So let's <laughs> let's keep that going. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, t- by the way, if you ever want to see me blaze on some trolls, go to TikTok. I'm having a lot of fun there. Yeah, I love how they're trying to shame you, and you're like, "Thank <laughs> you, no, but my, uh, but I am in no way ashamed of that comment." And thank you, my hair looks great. Um, I love it. I love it so much. All right, guys, we are. We will be back soon. We love you. Three thousand. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, movie projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.